0: with Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Monday, September 14th, 2020. Season 16, episode number 22. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the SAR. Nick and I are joined by Dave Helm and Amber Garcia. They are at their homes, and we're going to talk some Cowboys football with you guys for an hour. We're coming off the first game of the season. Cowboys lose to the Los Angeles Rams, 20-17. to Nick's going to give us a an idea at some point during the show of what the scene was like there. He was at that new beautiful stadium, SoFi. You want to do that quick? All right.
2: Yep, that's pretty much what it sounded like, just <laughs> yeah. like that. You know,
1: actually, the the funny thing is, I said on the show last week. Uh, I think it was last week. Uh, I said that I'd been watching some college games and I, the I didn't really notice the crowd not being there. Yesterday, it was very apparent yeah. to me that there was no crowd there. I don't know why, but for some reason, even the energy just felt like it, felt like it was very, very different. Dave Amber, did you guys notice the same thing?
3: Yeah. <laughs> All I hear is Dave's papers.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm looking through my stats. My bad. You had to look for stats to talk about the environment? <laughs> that was good. Okay. What you got? No, I'm just getting my talking points <laughs> ready, Derek. Okay.
2: All right, tell you what, show. I know this. Okay, this let's go ahead and good. jump right in. Hey, I'll just say this though about that. Like, like, yeah, I, I saw some games earlier in the day and, and the, the Thursday night game and all that. But I mean, this, this, if you have like a little bit of ADD, which I maybe I have sometimes, and you're not always paying attention, and all of a sudden, but I was telling Dave this when the, the crowd will tell you, look up and. That doesn't happen. Right. You know, you just hear whistles and and you hear the other side. I mean, that's one thing they were saying. They could hear the calls from the other sideline. So they got to crank up that, that noise a little bit.
1: It was kind of interesting because I, I thought that the NFL gave all the teams license to have crowd noise. My assumption is they decided we're good without crowd noise. And it may make sense for some teams that offensively they're like, you know, we don't really want a lot of crowd noise. We like to be able to just run efficiently, and we think we run best when we don't have to deal with crowd noise, even home crowd noise, mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah, I mean, but it, I think it was a bad product just just from listening to it. I don't know what it sounded like on TV, but I mean, it was it was pretty it was Weird, pretty quiet. Stay. I thought. Yep. All right, let's jump
1: in. I, I did want to start the show by first going around and asking everyone. Uh, what did you think was the biggest story coming out of that game? Obviously, there were a lot of things that happened in that game. Even before the game began, there were things that we that we found out just as the game was about to kick off. Uh, but I want to know from you guys, what do you think was the biggest story coming out of the game? Let's start first with you, Amber.
3: I think that the biggest story for me was that none of my questions were answered. I feel like I walked out of this game with more questions than I already had. So... Uh, <laughs> there there i think that overall if you look at each spot maybe there's not a huge area of concern that sounds terrible there are huge areas of concern <laughs> but i i just think i just think that honestly waking up today i don't think the game was as bad as i thought initially uh, i don't feel terrible my biggest concern is okay what happens now with the injuries Those are big questions for me, especially at the linebacker position and then some of the things that were happening in the defensive line. And you and I, Derek, could argue all day about it, but I I did not walk out of that game pleased at all.
4: Dave. Uh, I guess my big takeaway, and I I mean, it's week one, no preseason. Like, all that stuff is fair to say. But if you're asking me for one big takeaway, it's that uh, after nine months of all that talk about hope and change i saw a team that looked pretty damn similar to what we watched all last year like across the board um shoot special teams weren't terrible but even special teams had a missed field goal missed opportunity for points uh costly drops by receivers bad pass protection at times i thought the play calling looked pretty vanilla for the most part and then obviously uh the defense pretty much all of the familiar hallmarks a pass rush that didn't do a whole lot for the most part um uh, linebacker play that didn't look up to snuff like it it looked a lot like last year which is a bummer after all of the excitement and unknowns.
2: Nick, I just thought, you know, this offense just couldn't do anything, you know, consistently. I thought they were going to have a little bit more firepower and 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 make more plays and and you know, they they didn't. They were kind of they were stifled too many times and couldn't You know, extend the drives and get those extra yards on third down just to to keep it going and kept shooting themselves in the foot. I thought the offense was disappointing. Yeah, you look at, at this game overall, and
1: I, I kind of agree with with a little bit of all of what you guys have said about that. It it actually reminded, speaking of what Dave was saying, it actually reminded me of the playoff game mm-hmm. when the Cowboys went to play the Rams in L.A. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you look at how they use the misdirection, you look at how they use screens, they basically negated the pass rush at the Cal- that we were so excited to see the Cowboys put on display. It, it it really looked to me as though you know I, I think there was a lot being made during this during training camp of you know being secretive and keeping stuff behind closed doors because you know you didn't want stuff out there, but the Cowboys looked to be way more surprised by an offense with the Rams, and by the way, this is an offense that they've had on display for the last couple years, but the Cowboys look way more shell shocked defensively than I think the Rams did. You
2: guys agree with mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I mean I, I do agree. I I, don't I
3: woke know. up I, I woke up this morning and literally the first thing I thought when my eyes opened, I'm like the the first thought that came to my mind was like, McCarthy, seriously, all this secretive, all this hiding for what? What'd you do with that? Nothing. But this is another year of the Cowboys. Here we go.
4: Oh AG <laughs> Your no, I, I, your tolerance for this is just so low, and I appreciate it. I, I really do think that I was most shocked by that, and that to me, I actually the one of the
1: things I was looking forward to was um, as much as McCarthy talked about how you know he spent this year away and he's really been studying the NFL and studying teams. I expected that if nothing else, they would come in with this really unique game plan and unique. Um, way that they were going to attack the Rams, and like you said, David, it felt to me again they could have had a really different game plan, but it felt like it was much of the same stuff that they'd been doing, and and maybe part of that is that your offensive coordinator, at least, still the same guy. It's still the same guy calling the plays. at The end of the day,
4: yeah. Let's. It, uh, it does kind of strike a blow for. Oh, I'm sorry. It just it strikes a blow for the philosophy that you know the the fun wild offense we saw the first three weeks of the year last year was all Kellen Moore and then Jason Garrett just just stomped all the creativity out of him because Jason Garrett's not here and that looked like you know weeks four to 17 like that I mean and and they had their moments and when you're that talented you're gonna have your moments Zeke Elliott looked amazing last night that's probably the biggest bright spot of the entire game but I just thought they were boring. And contrast that with some of the stuff the Rams were doing, uh, yeah, it was a bummer.
1: Let's talk a little bit about the injuries. Um, that, I think, is, again, Amber alluded to it, but I, I think that's a big story coming out of that game. You lose uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, you lose Blake Jarwin, you lose Cam Irving. I guess first, Nick, you were on the trip. Have you heard anything more about what those injuries are and how long each of those players will be out?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure Um Supposed to say this, but on the on the itiner on the seating chart going out, there was three spots kind of in front of us that said injured player, injured player, injured player, and like nobody was sitting in that. It just was like three spots. Well, Blake Darwin was <laughs> sitting in that on the way back, and, yeah. and I think Irving was as well. And so um, I think. It, I mean, it sounds like Blake Jarwin has a torn ACL. That's what I mean. That's what the fear is. That's what it, that's what it sounds like, and that it's. And I, I don't think the MRI has come in just yet to confirm that. But that's kind of what the speculation mm-hmm. is there. Um, and 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 then just quickly, I mean, Leighton Vander uh looks like broken collarbone. They can do a couple different th- things there. He's either going to be like four to six or six to eight, maybe, but he's going to be out a little bit. And then Irving, I'm, I'm not really sure on that one on Cam Irving just yet. Is it? Are there more than that? That's the three. that no, I No, that's the
1: three. And and actually, to be honest with you, I was I am actually pl- pleasantly, not I don't want to say surprised, but I'm actually uh, happy with what we heard about LVE because my first thought was Oh, we're back to the neck injury. Oh yeah. And uh, and so when it ended up that it was a broken collarbone, to me that was that was somewhat of a relief. Because I just, if it was the neck again, that's when I start worrying about like, what does this mean for his long term, uh, not only just playing career, but what does it mean for his life, right? I mean, it's just, I'm glad that it's something like that that is a very, like, it is a bone. It is broken. Right. You have to do what you got to do to heal it, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's not the same, but it's kind of like, it's like Sean Lee. Did he ever have the same injury? He just had one every year, you know? So it's like, I hope we're not getting down that road with him. (sighs) But, uh, what's happening at
1: linebacker i mean just start it,
2: thinking about that you know and I mean, i'll throw it to, to to dave and amber on this one but the the sad part is is that they were thin at tight end already and then he gets and then he gets hurt thin at linebacker thin at right tackle so it, it didn't help that these were happening to positions already in question
4: dave yeah i mean you're absolutely right is you know those were the problem spots i think you know I don't think anybody expected Terrence Steele to be the starter, um, which you know didn't didn't sink the game. But again, like you're you're drastically thin there. You lose. I guess we thought Cam Irving would be the starter, but you lose your primary backup instead. And then yeah, I mean linebacker, you still got a minimum of two weeks until Sean Lee is available. Uh, that looks scary based on what we saw, man. I mean I don't, I don't want to overreact to one week, but that was. Disheartening to say the least, uh, Jalen Smith's performance. I thought Joe Thomas seemed like he was fine, but I mean, the Rams ran for 150 yards. Um, and then I don't know what you do about tight end because Dalton Schultz kind of, I mean, he got an opportunity to step up. I mean, Blake went down in the second quarter, so you have two and a half quarters to step up and the early returns on that are not great. Uh, two pretty big drops and a pass interference penalty. Um, that negated you know, a Sean, touchdown. Sean yeah. McCune, Yeah, Sean McCune wasn't active for this game so we didn't get to see him so and and Blake Bell played eight snaps um which I didn't expect him to have a huge role but that's a pretty low number for me so I mean I don't I don't know what you do about tight end if if Blake Jarwin is on is is gone for the season Cole Hickettini's on the practice squad I don't know if that is good enough to inspire confidence um that I that's that's one of the most disheartening things to come out of this is that we got to watch one catch from Blake Jarwin this year.
1: Yeah, I, I hate it for, for Blake, but I, I think the, what's happening at linebacker is a much bigger issue for this team because as I watched those linebackers play last night, they weren't diagnosing plays well, When especially when you got a team that does a lot of misdirection and screens. You want your linebackers being able to diagnose. When they see those offensive linemen pulling, you want them to be able to diagnose that quickly and then be able to run to get there to support and they were slow in recognizing it. They were often in out of position, and then they couldn't get off blocks, and they didn't have the speed to get to the ball. And and especially that first drive. If you go back and watch that, it was a horrible drive for the linebackers. And I just I look at that all around, and I'm really concerned now. You, you've got two guys right now that looks like will be injured for a while with with Sean Lee uh, and and Leighton Van Der Esch. Jalen Smith didn't play great. Um, At this point, I'm like, maybe get those young linebackers and put them in there and let them play. Maybe they can run. Maybe they can have better instincts. I don't know. But I just think right now the Cowboys are struggling at the linebacker position. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, I want to get into the segment we're going to call Moments That Mattered. We'll do it every Monday. Uh, I'm going to lay out some of the moments that I thought were important in the game, and we'll talk about them and see what you guys think. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Welcome back. We're in the second segment of The Break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. Dave and Amber joining us from their homes. We're talking about the Cowboys' loss. They lose to the Los Angeles Rams to start the season 2017. Uh, Let's get into this segment we call Moments That Matter. I have four moments in the game that I thought were uh, big moments for this team and, and kind of dictated what happened ultimately in the Cowboys' loss. Let's start first with 3.58 left in the third quarter. It was third and seven at the Rams' 30. Goff backs up to pass. He throws the ball. He's throwing it to Jefferson. It's intercepted by Cheeto. The pressure on that play was created by Alden Smith, uh, who forced that bad throw, which created the opportunity for Cheeto to be able to get the interception. Obviously, on that play, as everybody saw in the replay, it was clearly a, uh, a penalty. Should have been a, a personal foul against Alden Smith, but I really set this up to talk about it from the standpoint of Alden Smith and how he played. Nick, tell me what were your thoughts on Alden Smith? He had six—I mean, sorry, eleven tackles, one sack, two quarterback hits.
2: Well, I thought he he was a difference maker throughout the game. There was a play that if the Cowboys had had won, would have been one of those five. Don't forget about—he he made a nice tackle behind the line of scrimmage that led to a field goal that was missed by the Rams early in the game. I thought he kind of turned the game around. Uh, when it wasn't looking good early, I thought he just had really good pressure. It was nice to see one of those pass rushers get pressure. <laughs>
1: like how you said I said, mean. I guess talking about pressure, Dave, why do, you, why do you think the Cowboys weren't able to generate much pressure? We saw all throughout training camp that the one thing that this defense seemed like they could do really well was get after the passer. They didn't seem to do that very much last night
4: honestly uh you know i mean i know you're asking me about the defense but it makes me think about the cowboys offense i think not to let anybody off the hook but i think a big part of it is the rams did not give the cowboys a ton of opportunities to do that uh you mentioned it at the beginning i mean how many how many middle screens receiver screens did we see you know i saw last night the rams social team made a super cut of robert woods's six catches for 105 yards six catches for 105 yards Four of them happened within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, and three of them were behind the line of scrimmage. Jared Goff was getting the ball out fast as hell, Uh, and obviously the Rams were concerned about negating that pass rush, which the reason I bring up the Cowboys' offense is, why don't they do that? You got a rookie right tackle, and and like I said, I thought Terrence Steele held up pretty well for his first NFL game, but you didn't see that type of play calling or decision-making from the Cowboys recognizing that, hey, there's a game wrecking defensive tackle over there, and your line is a little compromised. I would have loved to have seen some more of that built into the offense where you're not asking Dak to drop back that way. Uh, so, like I said, the pass rush needs to be better, but a lot of that was by design, I think, on the Rams' part. Yeah, it's interesting, Dave, because I, I Again, actually. It, it, go ahead, it, Amber.
3: I was going to say, I mean, it, it's very concerning to me the fact that the best defensive player was a guy that hasn't been playing for, like, what it was, <laughs> it, five years? So that, that is very concerning. I, say, I, I mean, I was expecting good things from Aldon Smith. He had a great camp. But at the same time, you talk about all this other talent that's there in the line, and they weren't able to... Play up to the expectations once again. uh, Many, many issues there. And when you talk about the Rams, I think we saw it last week when we were analyzing the Rams. I don't think this is the best team that they're going to be facing here in the first weeks of this season. So again, when you compare the Rams and what they got there talent-wise, I don't think the Cowboys should have played the way that they did.
1: Let's go ahead and move on to that next moment. It was uh, 12-26 left in the fourth quarter. Uh, This time it's third and six at the Ram 14. Uh, You had a run by Zeke for three yards, uh, and then it's fourth and three. Cowboys decide instead of kicking the field goal that they're going to throw the pass. They throw a pass to CeeDee Lamb on a crossing route. He is tackled short of the first down marker, turnover on downs. My first question for you guys is the big question I think most fans are talking about today do you think it was a good decision for the Cowboys to forego the field goal attempt in favor of trying to get the first down? Let's start with you, Nick.
2: Yes, I think it was um, a good decision, and, and it's, it's a question you have to ask yourself before the result. I mean, sometimes that, that, that happens like that. Um, plain and simple for me, Dallas wasn't the better team last night i thought the rams were better i think everyone could see that i think the coach could see that and you get to a point in the game where you're like okay we could try to we could tie this up and all that but we need to go take the lead we need to put the pressure on them i don't know if we can stop them i think they thought they had a good call there and 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 let the guy go make a play and you know he ran it too short and and you know maybe it was his fault or, or someone else's fault but uh I I like the aggressiveness. I think that that's the type of coach McCarthy's going to be in the 16-game season. I think fans are going to like that aggressiveness more than it showed in that particular moment. I don't have a problem with the call. Amber?
3: I like the call. I don't like the play that they decided to go with. Um, On fourth and third, I think I would have chosen to probably run the ball, especially when Zeke was the one that has been... Carrying the offense pretty much throughout the game, and I get it that C.D. Lamb, we we've seen the amazing talent that he has. But when it comes to a fourth down call, me personally, I would try to rely on a veteran guy and not a rookie. And I think that th- th- there's a little blame on both sides. Maybe it was a good call, and just C.D. Lamb didn't make the right turn and get in the right position that he needed to do. But uh, all in all, good call, bad play decision, I think.
4: Dave. I, I'm, I, I'm so happy that me and Nick are on the same side <laughs> of a philosophy question because I feel like that's where we typically butt yeah. heads, but I, I like I liked it. I mean, yeah, I mean, the play didn't work. I thought Dalton, you know, they ran a mesh concept with two receivers going opposite ways. I thought Dalton Schultz probably could have run his route deeper to draw <laughs> defenders away. CD Lamb obviously maybe run your route to the sticks next time. Also, I mean, Jordan Fuller made a hell of a play for that mm-hmm. matter. Like, uh, as we always say, like the other guys get paid too. Jordan Fuller awesome play on his part. That happens sometimes, but I thought, you know, the Cowboys were outplayed. It's one thing if you really trust your defense and you want to play that game and kick a field goal and you think you can stop them. That's fine. I don't think anybody felt confident about that. I love the idea of going to get the touchdown taking the lead and dictating the last eight nine minutes of the game we talk about how the pass rush couldn't generate pressure because of the way the rams were playing that's a way to fix that is to take a you know a four-point lead that takes the rams out of the field goal game and and sort of helps them play into your hands a little bit i loved it um and and for that matter something we always hated about the way jason garrett did things in jason garrett's era they would have run the play on third down see what they got and and decided what to do from there they probably would have burned a timeout discussing (laughs) it jason garrett would have looked really angry uh but and and i don't know this we can talk to kellen Moore about it later today from my vantage point it looked like kellen Moore saw a favorable look in the box and said all right let's see what zeke can do on this third and six and we're gonna go we're gonna go on fourth down no matter what happens uh, unless they lose yards and and we're thinking two plays ahead That's that was something my favorite part never of that did under Garrett. that
2: was my favorite
0: part absolutely they were yeah. thi-
4: they were thinking a play ahead which they never mm-hmm. did before it didn't work but i love the aggressiveness of it um you know people that are mad about it basically you're just saying you only want to go for it if you're in no man's land that's which not that's true. what jason garrett did I'm just kidding not that. true at all no i, I want to hear i want to hear I your point well no here's the
1: deal here's the deal i i think and first of all i'm not one of those people that was on jason garrett about those kinds of decisions right. I, I tend to be more conservative when it comes to games like that a very very close game you got teams in my opinion that were pretty evenly matched i know as we were looking at it we're thinking of cowboys defense playing horrible right offense can't get it done but this was a close game. These teams were evenly matched. And in a game like that, to me, you give your cha- your team every chance to win. And you give your team every chance to stay in the game. And I, I look at just the previous series before that. Cowboys stalled on the on the Ram fifteen, I think it was, um, where they they had the same thing, they had two incompletions mm-hmm. and end up having to to kick a field goal. And and my thought is, what gave him confidence in that moment? After just on the previous drive, you had two incompletions to finish it off to where you had to kick the field goal. What made you think on this drive, all of a sudden, you're now going to get that first down and keep your drive alive? I hadn't seen a lot of consistency from this offense throughout the day. I didn't have very much confidence. My thought is, you do what you're going to do on third down. I love the play call, by the way, on fourth down. I think the idea was right. I think you you were trying to get that rub to where to where you could get this guy free. And by the way, if he gets free, oh my God, he's probably he may get to the end zone. Who knows? But so I love the play call. I think they should have done that on third down. And then if you get the first down, great. If you don't, you take the points. You live to fight another day, and you still are in this game, right? I think at twenty to seventeen. As we saw, like it just there wasn't enough there. I yeah. I didn't think you were going to necessarily just drive right back down and get right back into position if you didn't get it. I think you needed those three points.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I. But you, I just think oh to just to make Sorry, just to Nick, say when you said um who's you know why did he think that why did he think that was going to happen you know with when the previous you know possession on offense but you could also make the case well. You know what makes them think that they're going to get the ball back, of the game tied, and their kicker is going to make a long field goal? You know, I mean, like, and not only did was he did he miss the kick? It seemed like he was kind of getting close to those uprights and some of the other ones as well. So I don't know how confident they were. The one thing I will say though, and I think we've all noticed this during training camp,
1: Sutherland's been pretty money during training mm-hmm. camp the one area he hasn't been is 50 plus so that 53 miss I don't put that on him it is what yeah. it is you miss 53 yarders, it's fine like that is not a huge yeah. deal so I think you're you're playing you're playing to get yourself into at least a 46 47 or less is the way I look at it I'm not I unless I absolutely have to I'm not necessarily relying on him to kick 50 plus yard field goals uh but again I just feel like at that point they had a better
2: opportunity take your uh. three points tie up the game and let Let's see where it goes well, from there. Second down, how about that? I mean, he fired that ball into Schultz, and he dropped it. I mean, True. It, it was a tough catch, but you know, it was NFL player catch.
1: There's so many moments in that game where Schultz's name came up, and it wasn't positive. I mean, it's just it's kind of amazing that that that's kind of where they were. But the fact that they felt like he was the best option to come in after you know Jarwin goes down. Does make me wonder a bit, like, what's happening with Blake Bell? They, I mean, they went out and signed him as a free agent. My expectation was he was the second tight end on this team, yeah. but it does not look like that
2: from what we've seen. Dave's going to answer that. first. Dave? Well,
4: well, is. Blake Bell's not that guy. I, I mean, he's never, he's really never he's a been two. a receiving tight end in his entire career. Granted, I know Dalton Schultz, Schultz hasn't Schultz. done much of anything either. <laughs> I know that, but yeah. I mean, that, that's Blake Bell, I don't think was brought here to be a viable part of the passing game, not on a regular basis. At this the point, do you think they have is, to? And I honestly, unless they are sold that Cole Hickettini can do it, then I don't know that they that they might have to go look somewhere else. I, you know, people are tweeting me about Delaney Walker or trading for David Njoku. I, I don't know. I mean, Cole Hickettini yeah. on the practice squad. He seemed to have a decent camp. But if that's not the answer, then I don't think the answer's on the team right now, honestly. And that's, you know, obviously we're already getting sarcastic tweets about what we saw at training camp. I stand by what I said. Dalton Schultz had a really solid training camp. But the thing you got to remember is every year at training camp, somebody looks good in practice and wilts when the lights come on in Mm -hmm. the preseason. The difference is we didn't have a preseason. Uh so not all of I mean not all of these guys were going to be ready when the lights came on yeah. and it's one week but like I said I mean Dalton Schultz he had a built-in opportunity to make his case when Blake went down and and it didn't happen for him um and I don't think they can get away with letting that be for too many more games Let's go ahead and take our I Chef's out
3: I was I was just going to say, I'm no scout and I barely know any football, but based on everything that I've seen from uh, Schultz, I have not seen a single thing that makes me want to keep him on the team. And I know that he had a second good half of training camp, but at the same time, not enough for him to earn that second spot right behind uh, Blake Jarwin. He he just he has not done enough to be a guy that you can be relying on, and he clearly showed that. And I know maybe it's not fair to say because again, like Dave mentioned, they haven't had preseason games, and sometimes it takes guys a few games to kind of get going. But at the same time, I, there's no way that the Cowboys can keep going to this second week, just relying on this guy.
1: All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we have a couple more moments from that game that we got to talk about. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Since
0: 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team.
2: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com.
4: Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the
1: final segment of the show. It's a Monday for sure. It is definitely a Monday, and it's definitely a Monday after a late game, and uh, it feels a little bit like it's a loss. So I I think it's it's kind of feeling like football season is here uh, because the energy is a little. A little bit weird today, but we're going to power through that. And uh, by tomorrow, we're going to be back and ready to get you guys ready for the next game, Cowboys versus Falcons. But we do have a couple more moments from this game that I think we need to go through because I think they were important to the game. Right. It was 5-14 left in the fourth quarter. 3rd uh, and 15 at the Dallas 17. Cowboys uh, tried to throw, or uh, Dak tried to throw a pass to Amari. Uh, it would have been a 7-yard gain. He kind of grasped it for a moment, and then Jalen Ramsey... Uh, put a big hit on him, and he let go of the ball. My question for you guys is, do you have fault with Amari over that, or is that just one of those plays where Jalen just made I mean, uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey just made a great play. Kellen
2: Moore. I have a problem with Kellen Moore on that play. Okay. Jalen Ramsey is covering Michael Gallup. Why are they right there? Spread the field a little bit. He comes off of Michael Gallup. He's run, he, he's there's too close. If, if Gallup needs to clear or get out of the way, get Jalen Ramsey out of the way because he comes off of that and makes that that hit on him. Yeah, catch the ball, Mari Cooper. That's what twenty million dollars a year is supposed to be. But but at the same time, get the All Pro hundred million dollar cornerback out of the picture. And and I thought that was a kind of a bad play design by them. Amber.
3: I think it's a combination of both. Um, honestly, Amari Cooper—that wasn't the only play where he just didn't seem to be doing what he's supposed to do as a receiver and with his hands. I he. There were several occasions where he just felt like he didn't want to catch the ball or something. Uh, I again, I might be the road game thing. Maybe coming back again this year, oh. we'll see. But he he just needs to. Play better as far as that. Dak Prescott, honestly, I thought he had a pretty nice game. I know that a lot of people are criticizing him in this game, but I thought he did a nice job based on what he had and what could do. I think that play was more on Amari Cooper.
1: Yeah, for reference, Dak had uh, he was twenty-five of thirty-nine, two hundred sixty-six yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, and then had a thirty yards uh, rushing. Uh, all in all, a pretty pretty a pretty good day uh, for Dak Prescott, Dave. Did you find fault with Cooper on uh, not catching that ball?
4: Yeah, I remember being shocked last night when I said I found fault with it, and you were kind of like, I-, "I don't know, Jalen Ramsey's pretty good." I'm like, I'm, "No, twenty million dollars, it hit it hits you in both hands. You gotta, you have to make that play, and I know it's hard. That's, the, I mean, it's the NFL. It's always going to be hard. You have, and and I mean, everybody knows I'm the Dak apologist. That's fine, but uh, that drop the bizarre sequence where Amari was running across and the ball hit him on the thigh. And he like looked surprised that the ball was there very weird. And then we already brought up Schultz, but I mean two or two or three plays that could have extended drives and helped that third down number that, Dak just didn't, didn't get as much help as he could have, that's for sure.
1: You brought up that third down number. Dak was 1-7 of seven on third downs. Not a great number. Um, and then, obviously, on the final drive of the game, he couldn't get his team down there to, to, to score to win. Are you guys at all concerned that maybe this is what we were seeing last year? The Cowboys behind Dak, just good enough to be in
2: the game, not good enough to get the win. Yeah, it's concerning, the clutch the clutchness that's a word is is not there um it, like it should be and we just haven't seen it we haven't seen them beat teams that are good teams and we really haven't seen them come back at all in the second half so that's that's a that's another you know it's it's a concerning trend it's early I mean this is early in the season they were a close game a couple plays here and there but like Dave and, and amber both said it it, it was like like what we've seen last year and that's that's what we were supposed to see a bunch of big changes and we really didn't final moment that i did want to talk about dave do you have something on that
4: wait can i can i i i i'd have to rebut there because yeah i mean i'm and hey they didn't get it done they lost i get it and and there's a lot of blame to go around dax certainly wasn't perfect but i saw clutch moments i saw a hell of a gutsy freaking run on a third and 11 to put the ball near the marker I saw him hit Michael Gallup and Stride for 47 yards on a throw that would have changed the oh, game. Oh, we're getting there. That's we true. can argue about. <laughs> I know we're gonna get. I mean, we're getting there. The throw uh, was the throw was freaking money. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. dime. Uh, I consider that clutch. I and I like I said, it, you know, if 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 ifs and buts and all that fun stuff. They didn't win the game, but I thought Dak Prescott played a hell of a game and and didn't get as much help as he could have. I do. I mean. I saw the same things as last year in the sense that the offense was nowhere near as innovative as I think it could be with the amount of talent that they have. And the guys around Dak didn't help him as much as they could have. Amari Cooper, two plays that could have been made to extend drives. Dalton Schultz, miscues in the red zone, killing touchdown chances. Um, I, but I have a hard time putting most of it on Dak Prescott, that's for sure.
1: You alluded to it, and I want to get to this final uh, moment that I thought was pretty much the game. Uh, If you want to wrap up the game, it was the game. It was the moment that probably would have turned this game. 31 seconds left in the game. It was 3rd and 10 from the Dallas 34. Doesn't look great, obviously. That's pretty bleak. But uh, Cowboys uh, or Dak Prescott throws the ball deep to Michael Gallup. 47 yards would have been the completion down to the Dallas 19. Here goes the flag offensive pass interference against Michael Gallup. The big question, do you agree with the call? Let's start with you, Amber.
3: I know a lot of people are disagreeing heavily, but I honestly, I'm, I'm okay with it. I think that when the guy, from my understanding, when the receiver fully extends that arm, that causes for the ref to bring attention to it, and usually it gets called that way. I think that uh, it should not have depended on that specific play. Uh, I hate when games get to the point, and I know that's part of football. It it all can come down to one single play. But at the same time, the Cowboys should not have been in that position to begin with. And many people want to start nominating this guy for an Oscar and all that, but hey, that's another part of the game you see I know it's not soccer but hey if you you got to do what you got to do to play it up and, and fake it more if you want and cause a scene to get what you need you're trying to get um as far as the game but um all in all I just think the play the the call I don't disagree fully but at the same time I just don't think you should have depended all in that single play
4: Dave you agree with the call by the strict, by the strict letter of the law, it was probably the right call. Because in my personal opinion, the game moves so fast. NFL referees have touchstones that they look for. Mm-hmm. You can the Dez thing in Green Bay is the, a perfect example. By the strict letter of the law, the ball moves when he hits the ground. He doesn't have control going to the ground. They call it an incompletion. By the strict letter of the law, it's probably right, but it's bogus. Yeah, call it so catch. the NFL sees the arm fully extended. And that's what they look for. They say, oh, his elbow is all the way extended. That's a push off. That's a flag. But really, with 30 seconds to play, all pro cornerback against 1,100-yard receiver, like nobody wants to see LeBron win the game at the free throw line. We want to see plays. We want to see fun stuff. And the ball's on the 19. Cowboys have a timeout. By no means is it a guarantee that they're going to win or even tie the game from that distance. Like there's still plenty to play for. So it's not like the penalty completely swings the game. You just got to let football players play football in that instance. But by the strict letter of the law, I don't have a problem with it. I just think learn to know the situation, referee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> after, the, uh, after that play, I got a bunch of text messages, and I got, uh, I got all three of them. I got dog, horse, and chicken. Huh. Yeah, all of them. Um, <laughs> okay. And I, I was not, I was the going, not bull, <laughs> huh? Uh, oh, no, oh no, yeah, bull. No, not dog. Sorry. Not <laughs> okay, dog. I was about to say. Yeah. wow. Uh, sorry. Yeah, bull, okay. chicken, and horse. Okay. And I, 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 you know, and I think you know, since it was Gallup, I think it was closer to horse. Uh, I think. I mean, I know a terrible joke there, but I do <sighs> think it was a very bad call at the time. I thought it was a. I thought it was a bad call. I thought Jalen s- sold it well. Let me ask you this: Next week, that same situation, and Julio Jones and Anthony Brown are running down the sideline. You think that call is thrown that way? I just think it was a reputation. Like Michael Gallup cannot do this to Jalen Ramsey.
1: I I honestly, I personally don't believe in football refs. Get into that. I think that's a basketball thing. I do think you get reps, you get uh, calls based upon your reputation in the NBA. I don't think that happens in football as much. That's my personal opinion. I honestly think next, and here's the, where I thought you were going with that is, if next week that exact same situation plays out and Julio is there with Anthony Brown and his arm is fully extended, how many of the people that are saying that call should not have been made last night are going to say, yeah, good job, ref, his arm was extended? I think we all agree or should agree that, according as Dave says, according to the letter of the law, it was a penalty. Now, whether you want to call it in that situation, I can see that that may be one of those things where it's so, it's so, uh, it's so light of an infraction that you don't let the game hinge on that. And to me, the game hinged on that, and and so maybe you don't make yourself a part of the game in that way if you're the referee making that call. But it's hard for me to say that it was a bad call. That was the right call. It just the question is whether he should
2: have made it or not. In my opinion. I've seen worse. Exactly. Which he shouldn't have. Yeah. I, I just I've seen I've seen worse and I I just think it's a situation where, you know, de- defenders do a lot, you know, a lot worse to get the call, but on offense, it's like any kind of push or anything like that, I think they're calling that a lot more now. Um I you know, then it's kind of like the block charge in basketball, you know. It just seems like it's a lot easier now to get a charge than 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 a block call because everyone's kind of looking for it now. So I don't know. I I don't know this rule. I asked you this before. Are, are, is PI not challengeable anymore? I know it would have to be a booth review, but did they get rid of that? I, I didn't see it at all yesterday. There's been a thousand rule changes. I don't know if that was one of them.
1: Yeah, I didn't see any calls in the football I watched yesterday of an offensive uh, like any challenge any PI
2: challenge or whatever. But it would have been nice to look Pretty at it because sure then you would have that. seen Jalen Ramsey kind of. It would have been booth review anyway. Yeah. Right, it would have been booth review, but at least you but, see that he's acting.
1: But, but I, I don't think in that instance, again, I don't think they changed the call because although we think he was acting, the yeah. fact is he extended his arm and the player went back. Now, it, it was acting. <laughs> we all get it. But it, that's still going to be – I don't think that's what you're going to overturn. Now, I think God. if you can make a decision whether you want to make the call, I don't think you overturn it based on that.
2: Uh, when did Michael Gallup There's become no DK way that Metcalf? Flag gets picked up on review. Yeah, yeah, right I, I agree, but I just didn't realize Gallup had hit the weight room like that. I mean, jeez. <laughs> so.
4: All right,
1: guys, man, we appreciate you joining us today. It's been a it's been a rough first first week. We're gonna get together tomorrow. We'll be back on the air at eleven thirty, and we're gonna start moving forward. Uh, we're gonna get some big picture looks at this team. We're gonna re redo our our segment that we did last Friday of I know, <laughs> <laughs> I think. And I have no idea. We're going to talk a little bit about those things. We'll bring some of the ones we had from last week up and see if there's any clarity in some of those. But also we'll give you some new ones, some fresh ones, give you a bigger perspective look at this team as we get ready for Cowboys versus Falcons. So then for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
5: about this, Cowboys?